0: Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 28, Holding On To You. Make sure you have listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track two off Vessel. Today, I'm joined by my second womb friend, Laura. Laura. How's it going?
1: Oh, so good. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. I feel like you should have already been on here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know Kate's been on twice. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, And... I feel like Laura's always been an active part of Entrench, because after, like, every podcast, she'll send me all her thoughts, and I love it.
1: Anna, I am your number one
0: fan. You are, (laughs) though.
1: This is a dream to be here today.
0: Which is so kind, because you're one of the people who introduced me to 21 Pilots.
1: That's one of my favorite facts about me. (laughs) It honestly feels like I'm getting a little sneak peek, like episodes before, like I have a VIP pass to the Holding On To You episode, you know, before it comes (laughs) out, I get to hear it.
0: Except most people don't want to listen to themselves again. Well. So what is your, how do you know me and how did you find 21 Pilots?
1: I know you because I've known you forever. You're one of the first people I knew. (laughs) <laughs> um, I think, I mean, Kate already talked about all of this, so I'll just be like a brief, but our moms were in life group and pregnant at the same time, um, so we literally grew up together, went to the same church, and then 21 Pilots is the next question. <laughs> Sorry, I already forgot. It's fine. <laughs> um, Yeah, 21 Pilots, I think, so 21 Pilots actually came to Common Ground in Lansing in like 2013, I think mm-hmm. in like the summer. And so I don't know if it was before or after the radio stations, I think we're trying to get people excited for the bands that were coming. And so they were playing mm-hmm. like House of Gold and Car Radio and stuff like that. And so I'd heard House of Gold on the radio and I'm sure Car Radio too, but I don't think I'd put together, put it together that they were the same people. And then one of my friends Interesting. who had went, who had gone to Common Ground like, bought their CD after they saw them because they were so excited. And so she was, I was riding in the car with her one day, and she was playing the CD, and I was like, this is the same people. And I've literally, like, been hooked since that That's awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. What is your favorite album, if you had to pick?
1: Oh, Vessel. Yeah, this one's, that's probably why I haven't been on yet, is because I've been saving my time (laughs) for Vessel. It's got a special place in my heart.
0: Is that the first album you listened to in full, too?
1: Yes. And then I listened to it over and over and over again. And then when Blurry Face came out, I remember like the day it came out, we were like with our friends, like, oh my gosh, Blurry Face just came out. Like, they just dropped mm-hmm. to album and then listened to all the songs and we were freaking out because we were like, this is so good. And then, like, that album became our anthem for the whole lacrosse season.
0: Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I feel like I'm like, I forgot how good Vessel is because I'm like, I love Out to Sleep. And then I'm like, Holding on You is the next song. I love Holding on You
1: it's going to keep happening.
0: I know. So yeah, it's a pretty solid album. I feel like it's very diverse musically too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I remember when before, 20, so before Blurryface came out, when I would try to explain to people who 21 Pilots was, like you couldn't just say alternative rock, you know, like that's not mm-hmm. what they were in Vessel. And so we were like, Trying to figure it out. We looked on their Wikipedia page, and it had them listed as, like, a schizophrenic pop group. They literally said that. Yeah, and so we used to say that we would listen to them, they're, like, a schizo-pop band. And that's, like, what we would call them. It was crazy. Like, I can't believe that's what we were calling them. But if you listen to the album, like, yeah, they were, it, it was a crazy mix of...
0: That's really ironic, though, because I feel like with mental health stigma and everything, especially with Tyler and Josh, they'd be like, yeah, don't use that phrase. Right,
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) Do you have a favorite song?
1: I do. And, of course, so many songs mean so much to me. But I would say that "Truce" just has, like, the most special place in my heart. Like, it was the one that I listened to on repeat, like, in high school, like, trying to fall asleep through you know like everything and I love it oh
0: that's cute it is like a little lullaby exactly yep how does 21 pilots inspire you or do they represent anything for you
1: oh gosh this is a good question too I mean so much they like inspire me to like be creative you know like write poetry like express my feelings through like art forms even though I didn't really I've never seen myself as an artist Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like I find myself a lot of times since getting into 21 Pilots like turning to poetry when I'm upset sort of feeling like you know like Tyler like this is a good way to express myself and I'm not very Mm -hmm. good at it but I'm just gonna do it you know even though Tyler is very good at it Um, and I think also it's so inspiring me, to, inspiring to me to see Christians who are, like, famous and, like, in media and stuff like that, like, living out their Christianity and whatever mm-hmm. it is, they're living it. Um, and so seeing them, like, continue to stay strong in their faith through their, like, fame and, like, even taking that sabbatical, like, at the peak of when they were becoming popular, just saying, like, yeah, need to stop. Like, even that is inspiring. Like, yeah, like, you need to, you know, like, it's not about capitalizing on mm-hmm. your fame, you know. So that kind of stuff, I feel like they're just a good, like, solid example of not, like, who I want to be. I'm not necessarily trying to be famous or anything like that. Yeah, they're Just, like, a good, they're good role models.
0: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if someone who's famous can model having sabbaticals, like, anyone can have a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite memories related to the band?
1: Yes. I've gotten to... I mean, just in general, like, getting to know you better through this band and, like, listening oh, to the podcast has become one of my you favorite... Smoo- you
0: schmooze just schmoozing them. Now.
1: <laughs> it's honestly how I feel, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, going to the concerts, being so excited. I think that, honestly, my favorite... Because um, I haven't been to too many concerts, but I remember... In 2015, they came to Indianapolis when Kate and I were at school, and um, Kate memories are just some of my favorite memories. Um, mm-hmm. And we did not have enough money to go see them because the tickets were like upwards of two hundred dollars for like nosebleed seats at the time. Oh wow! It
0: was
1: it was crazy because it was like peak blurry face popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the venue that they were saying that they were playing at though was an outdoor venue, and so Kate and I actually drove downtown to like the bridge that mm-hmm. they like the venue backed up against the river and we like drove and we just hung out on the bridge and like listened to their set and like sang to ourselves like well all we could see was like the lights because we were in the back (laughs) of the stage but we just like we're so excited to be even close to them at all you know Mm -hmm. and it was just like a really good like we had never even been to downtown Indy before that time like we'd only been at school a couple months we hadn't been there that long and so we just, like, we're, like, we're going downtown, and we're going to mm-hmm. sing 21 Pilots, and I just, like, have videos of us, like, singing at night on that bridge, and I just love it.
0: That's so fun. Do you have a favorite memory we've had together? No pressure. I'm just, like, curious.
1: Um, in general, or 21 Pilots related, do you mean?
0: 21 Pilots related? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of good memories together.
1: <laughs> We do. We do a lifetime of memories. Um, I feel like the only thing that we've done together for 21 Pilots was this concert that you came to, to Denver because he mm-hmm, was with mm-hmm. you at the other concerts. Um, and so I think that it would be just probably like that whole concert experience, just like getting to see <laughs> you so, love 21 just Pilots like, so much.
0: I'm Laura's cat, Bernie, just like popped up and disappeared. <laughs>
1: She did. She just wanted to say a quick hello.
0: Nuggets moving around now, too.
1: They can sense each other through the phones.
0: Yeah. I feel like my favorite memory that I always remember is, like, right when you introduced me to them. And you and Kate sat me down and had me watch Happy Wheels.
1: Oh my gosh, I love Happy Wheels.
0: And then that interview with the two middle school girls or whoever they were. Yes.
1: Such a good <laughs> picture of just who Tyler and Josh are. Yeah. In a way that their music doesn't it's not upbeat enough to, exp- to like to describe their energy and their like, mm-hmm. you know, craziness and their weirdness, you know.
0: You were like, "Here's this band, you have to also love them as people." And yes. I was like, I, you're correct. I believe you. So moving into Holding On To You, there were a lot of cool, fun facts I found on the Wikipedia page, which I don't think all of their songs have a whole Wikipedia page, but Holding On To You is a whole Wikipedia page. It's a long one, too. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of different, like, tabs I had to, like, scroll through. <laughs> you thought they were
1: like a Wikipedia wormhole that you're traveling down.
0: Yeah. Had you heard of Lean Win It, Rock Win It, by them franchise boys?
1: Yeah, I was gonna mention that. Oh, because, like, I bet Anna doesn't know that this part of the song No is another song. Yeah.
0: Have you actually I don't I haven't even heard the song.
1: Yeah, I um have like recognized that part of it but then I actually like in just preparing for this because of course I prepared for this. <laughs> um I listened to it and It is not my style. Yeah. Yeah. Is that
0: part of the song, like, the same rhythm, or no? It's just the same words?
1: Um, It's mostly just the same words, but it's only the lean with it, rock with it. Okay. Yeah, that's the only line. And then they're sort of, at least we'll get into it when we do the song, but I think that they're sort of critiquing it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um Speaking of that, though, like not digging into the lyrics, but do you feel like there was a theme in that song that relates to what they're getting at?
1: Um, not yet. No, not outside of like the, when are we going to stop with it? Lyrics that mean nothing. Okay. You know,
0: like mm-hmm. that,
1: besides that part.
0: And then I really love this quote and I wanted to read it. It says... Holding On To You was based on a journal entry from 2010 that detailed how Tyler was uncertain of the band's direction at the time and contemplating abandoning his musical dream. However, Joseph started on a new song that had the working title Entertain My Faith and got very excited about it, so he decided to keep working. Originally named Entertain My Faith, the song subsequently became Holding On To You. Joseph said it was really cool to watch where he was when he wrote the song and see what it has become for both him as well as other people. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then it says 20 I think most people know this but 20 O'Piles has experienced its very first hit single with Holding On To You. It was modestly successful on rock and alternative radio becoming their first national hit in 2013. And it was also an EP that was holding on to you, holding on to you live at the Elsie Pavilion, Can't Help Falling in Love, and The Run and Go. Which is interesting. I wonder why The Run and Go was on there. That just feels random. It does. (laughs) But I feel like, didn't they have a whole song dedicated to that Elvis Presley cover?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I've just seen, like, a YouTube video of it. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, it sounds like it was on that EP, too. And I love listening to it. But I don't, it's not on a different album, is it? It's not like they put covers on their albums.
0: I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. They also, like, I don't know if I know of, well, that's probably an exaggeration. But they're one of the few artists I know who, like, don't do collabs with people directly on their albums. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I always wonder what people's rationale behind collabing or not collabing is. Mm-hmm.
1: Just add it to the list of things we could we wish we could ask. I Tyler. know.
0: <laughs> are you ready to hop into the song analysis? Let's do it. You said the song is deceptively short.
1: I did say that. Yeah, when we were texting <laughs> about <laughs> how excited I was. Um, yeah, because there are only two verses Mm -hmm. and only two choruses and then it's the entertain my faith and then the lean with it rock with it like parts
0: yeah i don't remember i read this somewhere while i was preparing for the song it might have been on like the lyric notes or something but normally songs have like around five chorus reprises and tyler was like no we're just gonna do two it's gonna be a little dicey but we're gonna just do two (laughs)
1: <laughs> but he knew what he was doing.
0: Come yeah. on,
1: it's so, it's so good, and like it's already what like four minutes or something. The way that it mm-hmm. is, so I can't even imagine how long it would be if he had to fit in like other verses and, and choruses. Which of course would be cool to see, you know, like more into his mind. But
0: yeah, he knew what he was doing. Um, I think Vessel also has, I don't know if it's the full album, but he has those lyric notes he talked about on YouTube. I need to find those again. Because I don't know if he covered either of the first two songs. Yeah,
1: I don't, need, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I haven't heard about this. He has, like, published notes on the lyrics.
0: He has, like, these, like, talkative videos where he's talking about each of the songs.
1: I didn't know that.
0: I'll have to find it and post <gasps> yeah. it in the Facebook group. In the
1: group. Facebook group,
0: yes. Okay, so... Did you have any initial thoughts on the music or anything? No pressure. I wasn't okay. prepared
1: for music questions. I only prepared lyrics.
0: <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to. Just that I like it. Um, so in Ode to Sleep with Luke, I talked about that, like, tunnel flicker image with, like, the beginning chords. And I felt like holding on to the beginning musicality is similar to that but it's like slower so it just like i thought it tied in well musically with ode to sleep like ode to sleep is very frantic and then it has like that same basic beat but it's less frantic and it's more calm so i just thought that was an interesting comparison um and then moving into verse one he says, I'm taking over my body, back in control, no more shoddy. I bet a lot of me was lost, T's uncrossed and eyes undotted. I fought it a lot and it seems a lot like flesh is all I got. Not anymore, flesh out the door, SWAT. I must have forgot, you can't trust me. I'm open a moment, it's so hard not to just wrap this Enclosed when you show it before you know it i'm lost at sea and now that i write and think about it and the story unfolds you should take my life you should take my soul initial reactions
1: i just love this song so much (laughs) i know i mean like doesn't it just relates to so many people's journeys like in life and in faith like Mm -hmm. together how sometimes you can like feel like you're on autopilot or, like, second to something else like depression or whatever else is, like, running your life at the time. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, sort of having, like, a like a wake-up moment of, like, not anymore, you know? Yeah.
0: Or, like, yeah. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like keeping with the album theme, if we're coming from Ode to Sleep, it kind of feels like he's coming out of a mental trigger. Like... Thinking for, like, myself and trauma, it's like you're going through it and it's really intense, but then you come out of it and it subsides and you're like, wait, no, like, I'm still in control. I can still get through this. Like, I'll be fine. Um, and so it kind of feels like that when he starts off, like, I'm taking, I'm coming back into control. I'm taking my body back over. Like, it's going to be Okay. No more shoddy. I'm not in the passenger seat anymore. No
1: more shotgun. I'm driving this car. I'm driving (laughs) this body.
0: Who sings shotgun? What's his name? Isn't it that um, British singer? I've been riding shotgun. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know that song. Oh, my gosh. I'm so
1: sorry, Anna. I I listen exclusively to 21 Pilots and Olivia Rodrigo.
0: (laughs) And Ash.
1: And Ash and she came AJR. Out with a new song recently.
0: Oh nice. Oh.
1: And AJR and John Bellion. Yeah, there's a there's <laughs> it's a pretty extensive list of artists that I listen to exclusively. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I like how it's like, okay, we're not gonna be the victim, but we're actually victors and we can bask in that now. I feel like it also emphasizes that it's kind of like going through like a dry or apathetic season kind of like you were hinting at where you're just kind of spiritually like not really caring what you're doing but you know it's not great and then you come out of it and you're like wait what was I doing?
1: Yeah or even like the line T's uncrossed and I's undotted sort of puts the image of like unraveling in my head. You know, like, if the T's aren't crossed, like, you know, they're just sort of, like, yeah. your personality is, like, not, it's not fully there. Like, you're, yeah, I don't know. I got lost in my sentence there, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. Your T got uncrossed. It did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he says, open a moment. And I feel like that reminded me of, like, when we have those fleeting desires of, the correct perspective where we should be pursuing eternity before we just, like, get swept up in the dumb little daily things again where we're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So it's like, he's open a moment, but, like, not for long. And I definitely relate to that.
1: Yeah. Or I even, I don't know why, I've always seen that line as sort of, like, him, like, opening up. But then once Mm -hmm. God shows him, like you know, love and that he's there for them, he, like, closes back up again. You know, he's like, I can't handle... (laughs) I can't handle anyone caring about me because how can I care, like, have someone care about me when I barely care about myself, you know, like, still going through that sort of, like, dilemma of... Yeah. riding shotgun or are you driving?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. And then you should take my life. I feel like it reminded me of... uh, John Farman has a song... That's called White as Snow. That's based on, I don't remember which psalm that is, but it's created me a clean heart, oh Lord. It kind of gave me the same sentiments as that. Like He's going back and forth, but then ultimately he's like, okay God, you should take my life. You should take my soul. You can do something better with it than I can do right now.
1: Yeah, with that one, it, it really reminded me of Philippians um, 1, like, I think it's like 22, where Paul's like, to live is Christ, to die is gain, where it's mm-hmm. like, you you should take my life, you should take my soul, like, it would be so much better. Yeah. yeah. That's I like what that. It reminded me of. That's yeah. a great verse. And Thank then, you. <laughs> also, <laughs> it reminded me of, of Job. Job is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and in chapter 3 verse 20 through 22 if i can read it um why is light given to him who is in misery and life to the bitter in soul who long for death but it comes not and dig for it more than for hidden treasures who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they find the grave it's like why it's Job basically being in such a crappy life state that he's like, Why do the people who want to die have to live? <laughs> you know, like yeah. all I want is to have this like cup pass for me to use Jesus' words. And mm-hmm. he's like just finds himself alive. And I just feel like a lot of Twenty One Pilot songs, and like this one in particular, especially in the next verse, just has that sentiment so much of like I do not want like take my life. You know, mm-hmm. like take my soul, God.
0: Yeah. yeah. I really like that connection. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. So insightful. (laughs) What a Christian. (laughs) And then this verse ends with him going into, like, the singing in between the verses. And I feel like it emphasizes that he's directing his heart towards God and, like, it brings more out of him because he's literally singing in between the verses. Like, God just will always bring more life out of us than we could have ever had before. Did you want to read the chorus? Or did you have any other thoughts for verse 1?
1: I think I just wanted to address, like, the not anymore flesh out the door, and, like, the flesh is all I got. Um, Just because flesh is such a, like, prominent term in Christianity for, like, sin. And Mm -hmm. non-Christians might not know that. Um, So there's, like, a it's not only like the outside of his body is like the only thing there and he doesn't have anything on the inside it's also could be like sin like sin is all i got not anymore flesh out the door like sin out the door like repentance i think that line can be like a very (laughs) repentant line and like putting a little (laughs) like flesh being sin and you know not anymore flesh out the door like he's gonna put god first
0: so when I was at Hope, I would listen to Holding On To You a lot when I was first getting into 21 Pilots, and for some reason, I would always sing this, and I thought it was squat, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know where this came from, <laughs> like, it made no sense in the context, <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, And my roommate at the time thought it was hilarious, and they recreated this video where they were, like, pretending to sing it, and then they squatted at the end. Oh! (laughs) And I asked them if they had the video still, but I think they lost it. That is hilarious. Yeah. Good times. Mm -hmm. So that is, like, my distinct memory with this song. (laughs) So then we go into the chorus, and he says, You are surrounding all my surroundings, sounding down the mountain range of my left side brain. You are surrounding all my surroundings, twisting the kaleidoscope behind both of my eyes, and I'll be holding on to you.
1: Such a good song. I'm Mm -hmm. probably going to say that after everything that we read, but I love this song.
0: So I feel like... This is just a very God-centered chorus, like, Mm -hmm. maybe even more so than any of their other songs. He's everywhere, clearly, through surrounding all our surroundings. And I feel like it's showing a lot of joy and gratitude as opposed to cynicism or hopelessness that we've seen before with even Ode to Sleep a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. I know. I just love the idea the idea, and you know, of, like, God being present in everything, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, when he says you're surrounding all my surroundings, like, literally everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, like, sounding down the mountain range of my left side brain, left side being, like, where your order and, like, analytics are, yeah. so, like, your emotions running rampant with, like, depression, anxiety, all these things, and then God sounding down your left side brain of, like, order, logic, like, hey, I'm here for you, like, you can get through this, you know, like, backing up that Mm -hmm. logical, orderly side that says that you can get through it and then just, like, holding on to him, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: I feel it. yeah, I feel like when we're in the midst of, like, pain or anxiety or depression or anything else, like, we get steeped in just all the weighty things, but if we're, like, focusing on joy and gratitude and... Like, keeping the eternal perspective, it's a lot easier for us to see God and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot harder to really see God when we're not actively, consistently having gratitude every day, at least for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and even the image of safety that comes with, like, being surrounded by God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always love that verse... I forget where it's from, but you hem me in behind and before. Is that Psalm 139?
1: We can check. It might be. You hem me in behind me and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Psalm Nine Five. Way to go, Anna.
0: I, I feel like I pull so much from Psalm 139. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Also, there's like all these random furs stuck to this microphone for some reason. <laughs> They're like attracted to it.
1: This is why you get a hairless cat.
0: <laughs> does she not even? Have, she has to have, like, little baby peach fuzz, right? Yeah, she
1: does. When I give her a bath, they're all, like, floating on top of the water. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're such a good cat, Mom. I've never given Nugget a bath.
1: Oh, you're not supposed to. Only hairless cats give baths. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Unless Nugget is, like, dirty and not yeah. killing herself, don't give her a bath.
0: Okay. Yep. Why do you have to give hairless cats a bath?
1: Because um, their skin builds up the oils and they can't get them all. like oh, okay. In their places.
0: That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you already said, the left side brain, I feel like not only, well, <laughs> I don't remember what exactly you said about it before.
1: Um, the on the left side you have like God as the voice of reason like sounding down that logical side that says you can make it through it and that he's here for you and stuff when your right side is going crazy with other things that are telling you differently.
0: Yeah and similarly I wrote he can overcome human logic so when we're just like fixated on facts and things even with like apologetics we might not have all the specific details and answers through the bible but he still gives us enough answers that people like Einstein end up finding him anyway.
1: Yeah. I love that imagery too. One of the verses that my dad told me about that I've not, I've forgotten the reference to, but it's in Psalms, but I haven't forgotten, was that God can um, change the hearts of kings like channels of water.
0: Hmm. And just,
1: I feel like that is you, what you just said, like reminded me a lot of that is like, God can take our are like in correct logic and change those channels to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he like uses all of our different strengths and ways that we think about life. And he caters to every single one of them, which is wild. (laughs) Like every book, like there's a book of the Bible for every type of brain. It's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love how he uses a kaleidoscope imagery. Because I feel like it just perfectly encapsulates how God, pursuing God, gives us such a more colorful view of life.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: It's like, like we see... things
1: differently. And
0: yeah. yeah. We see colors and shapes we never would have been able to see if he hadn't given us his lens to look at the world with. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else for the chorus? Nope. Okay. Did you want to read verse two?
1: Sure. I'll read verse two. So verse two says, remember the moment, you know exactly where you're going because the next moment before you know it, time is slowing and it's frozen still. And the windowsill looks really nice, right? You think twice about your life. It probably happens at night, right? Fight it. Take the pain. Ignite it. Tie a noose around your mind. Loose enough to breathe fine and tie it to a tree. Tell it you belong to me. This ain't a noose, this is a leash, and I have news for you. You must obey me. You're right, that is so hard to say without
0: (laughs) I know, like certain verses, like they're made to be sung. (laughs) Yes. It starts off with remember the moment, wanting us to keep perspective in our faith and in spite of our valleys. And I feel like that's a good way to start off Like, going into a darker perspective, like, we have to build up to darker times by crafting, like, truth in the meantime. Like, I feel like we have better times in our lives so that we can prepare for the times where it's, like, a lot harder to see things and remember things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or, like, the idea that, like, when you're having everything, like going crazy you know this next moment that he's talking about being able to remember those good things like you're saying is so it's like helpful to have that kind of an anchor or like that kind of a beacon mm-hmm. so that you're not completely lost in this other moment
0: yeah but I feel like like before you know it time's slowing and it's frozen still I feel like this represents like more lethargy and depression and going back into, away from the moment he talked about in the first verse is kind of like the opposite. Like now we're going into a slower moment. That's worse. And it seems like it's going to be forever because I feel like that's one of the biggest lies mental illness tells us. Um, And with the windowsill imagery, it's all about feeling trapped internally. And even like when I'm in the midst of anxiety or depression, it's like, it's so hard to get yourself out of your head, like, just like, get yourself to not just be thinking internally all the time. But like, this, as soon as you can, I feel like that's when you start feeling better. It's like, well, I might feel terrible. But even if I like go outside, and I'm literally trying to like do something to get me out of my head, like I start feeling better
1: that I have never seen the windowsill like that in, <laughs> in my head and I think that that's a great way to see it in my head that's literally a person standing on a windowsill about to commit suicide like jump off the windowsill like the windowsill oh wow. looks nice because it's an escape okay window.
0: yeah that makes sense though
1: yeah and so seeing that like I mean I think you know it's art it can be interpreted a lot of ways both ways and I think that seeing that through the lens of like Trying to get better is such an interesting way to look at that verse because I've literally never looked at it that way before.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know how I didn't look at it that way because that makes sense with the next line. I guess I'm just a very optimistic person.
1: No, that's good. And that's that's literally what the podcast is for, Anna.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Tyler's like, I was expressing my vulnerable struggle. (laughs) I'm like it's helpful (laughs) you're trying to go outside it's a good thing oh i just feel bad because i'm not trying to ignore the very real pain of depression and suicidal ideation
1: no i don't think that you are of course you're not you're just listening to a song and you didn't hear another way that it could be i think that that they're both good ways
0: thank you <laughs> As
1: someone who has like struggled with depression less it makes sense that you wouldn't see it that way whereas like someone who has just struggled with depression for a chunk of time mm-hmm. um, it makes sense that I would have thought of it differently you know
0: Yeah. it's just
1: what we connect with and you connect with like maybe going outside will make me feel better and I connect or have connected <laughs> in the past with windows that looks
0: really nice <laughs> I guess when I think window sill, though, I like if it had said window ledge, I would have been there. Mm-hmm. But because it said window sill, I more so thought of like the things that like cross the pane that you like look out of. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so I'm all about technical word choice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it just had to rhyme with still.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know exactly where this was coming from, but from Get Out of Mind, I wrote tame versus kill. Oh, I guess with the, the whole noose metaphor and everything, like, the goal is not to kill your mind or, like, stop, like, you can't just stop anxiety, you can't just stop depression, but the goal is to tame it and, like, learn how to regulate yourself more um, versus, Villainizing yourself and just saying, Oh, I'm just like a terrible person because I have these thoughts.
1: Yeah, I always liked the noose turning into a leash imagery as well because it just reminds me of the whole idea of like if you have a, a cigarette in your fingers but you never light it, you have like power over a thing that could kill you. Hmm. you know, that whole yeah. falling stars metaphor. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like the same thing. It's like taking this weapon mm-hmm. and using it as like a form of healing Mm -hmm. you know like using it as a leash
0: yeah i just always love that image i feel like it's very powerful and just hearing everyone sing that together is like very cathartic like yeah our brains are not gonna win (laughs) yeah
1: our brains are sick but that's okay yeah yeah that whole part too reminded me of um second timothy 1 7 where it says that we're not given a spirit of fear but of power Mm -hmm. you know we don't have to be afraid of what our minds are saying because we like are given a spirit of power who can help us you know tie a noose around our mind and tell it you belong to me
0: i love that yeah that i have that verse on my wall so right when you walk in my apartment that's the first thing you see i love that (laughs) that's a a good verse so well too it, it just, like, helps me in, like, any season. Like, I don't have a spirit of fear. Did you have anything else?
1: Um, Just, like, another analogy that I thought of with that part was with Matthew 530 about if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Um, Just, like, hmm. that whole imagery of, like, your brain is, you know, like, depressive thoughts and stuff like that. If it's causing you this harm, like, cut it off. Not literally, but yeah and surround it like tell it you belong to me
0: yeah I love how many verses you're bringing into this like I feel like like you're encapsulating it so well I don't have anything to add I'm just like <laughs> oh. wow I wish I thought of that you're so smart
1: <laughs> hello local dreamers this is your host Laura I'll be talking <laughs> from now on I've replaced our favorite
0: host. You've been biding your time so you can outshine me. I'm just kidding. Being patient it's challenge. not about me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. It's been about me this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> We're just vessels. <laughs> yeah, broken
1: vessels.
0: So then the bridge, throwback to. Tyler's journal entry and everything entertained my faith. And honestly, I still don't fully know how to interpret this. This is like one of the lyrics where I'm like, but what does he mean? I don't really know. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, which also I love about it because that it means that everyone who listens to it can have their own interpretation of what he's saying and why you know like entertain my faith can mean so many different things to so many different people and pilots bring such a big and diverse group of people together
0: yeah i feel like with my linguistics the way it's worded though i think of like to entertain an idea which means to provide a basis to take it seriously so he's urging god to make him take his faith seriously so he doesn't have any other option but to believe in God
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely took it as like a plead with God like Tyler pleading with God like entertain this idea like you said like humor me hear me out like I know I'm not enough but I am holding on to you Mm -hmm. so you hold on to me and then you know like as he's singing this it just like builds and gets more and more desperate until the end he's like yelling like hold on to me, entertain my faith. Like, yeah. please believe that I have faith.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like this song in and of itself builds another layer onto what their logo could be. It's like, it's holding on to you.
1: <laughs> or at least it was. <laughs>
0: <Not> yeah. <separate. laughs> we'll, we'll see with the next album what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like we still don't fully understand trash the dragon, but that's, like, completely off topic.
1: Yes, you'll, you've got a lot of time before scale and I, so you can figure yeah. out I mean.
0: <laughs> And then, similarly to entertaining the idea, I also just added, like, asking God to bring either action or physicality to this abstract idea of faith. So, basically the same thing. And then we have the rest of the bridge, lean with it, rock with it, when we gonna stop with it, lyrics that mean nothing, we were gifted with thought, is it time to move our feet to an introspective beat, it ain't the speakers that bump hearts, it's our hearts that make the beat. I love this part of the song. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it's sort of um, Tyler's little advertisement for, hey, listen to us instead of some other group. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like...
0: self plug.
1: Like, we're here for lyrics that mean something, for introspection, and, like, we believe that, like, our hearts are here to beat.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's urging us to press into our thoughts and, like, lean with them and rock with them. I feel like that's a way you can incorporate those lyrics into these ideas, even though I'm really, I think they're just pulled from that other song as an example. Well, I listen
1: to a wide variety of music, so that song is like really dirty for me. Like I would never oh, okay. put that song on to listen to it um, normally. And I think that that's sort of like what Tyler's getting at is that the lyrics don't—they don't have like real meaning, at least for him. I don't think mm-hmm. he's trying to like diss the whole um, yeah like song or genre in general. But um, just that they're that he and Josh are going to make music that means something to them.
0: Mm-hmm. They're not wasting.
1: Their lyrics, they mean something.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like even the way that Tyler goes about his interviews or anything, like he's very intentional with what he's saying. So I feel like he doesn't want to just say things that everyone else has already said before, which a lot of pop music can be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this goes back to their very consistent theme of just really wanting people to think and how God has granted us thought to consider and question and seek answers. And ultimately by doing all of that, we can find him. Um, Similar to apologetics that I brought up earlier, like he's not surprised or afraid when we have lots of questions. And so if we pursue even really hard questions, we can find him.
1: Yeah. That honestly is one of like the most powerful things that I've learned from a church. (laughs) Like growing up, in Christianity I feel like I just had this view of like well if I look into it really hard like maybe I'll find out that it's not real Mm -hmm. um because you're always like surrounded by it and and everything but like yeah just like hearing that phrase like God is not afraid of your questions Mm -hmm. was like so freeing to me it's like yes I can ask hard questions and God is still there like he doesn't disappear because questions are too hard like he doesn't disappear because we dig up that like God isn't real. Like, that's not what happens. We ask hard questions, and we find Jesus there.
0: Yeah. That's the craziest part. Like, with most everything else on the earth, it's like, you'll find doubts or, like, holes or, like, plot holes or, like, whatever it is. (laughs) Inconsistencies. And God's not like that, which is completely against the human way of thinking about things. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like he's urging us he's urging us to introspection and to me introspection is about being slow which we don't like to do. <laughs> um it's also about reflecting and listening and ultimately I feel like introspection is also about admitting like having space where you can admit that you do need God and that you don't know everything and you are weak are, like, big pieces of what we find in introspection, I would say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, being able to say, to cry out to God, entertain my faith, and, like, have that be, you know. Absolutely. I love that.
0: Mm -hmm. I love introspection, and I love trying to get people to introspect even though it's usually uncomfortable for a lot of people <laughs> so I feel like that's also why I made this podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever the reason we're glad it's here again we're never number <laughs> a fan yeah I, I also love the line it's our hearts that make the beat because it's such a like you know, contrast to the to the windowsill before You know, Mm -hmm. like, having it look really nice and then turning it around to being, like, our hearts make the beat. Like, we are keeping ourselves alive. Like, we have that strength, you know? Yeah. And, like, we need to look into what that is and what that means and stuff, like you were saying, introspection.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I also... I like that last line about it's not the speakers, but it's our hearts. Like, I feel like everyone... People I, like, thinking of my friend Michael, he loves music, and he's like, music is the coolest thing, and he's always just, like, enthralled with music, but music isn't possible without humans, and I just think that's so, like, the real magic is the humans, it's not the instruments, it's not the music, and music can be alive and concerts can be awesome because of people. So I just like how that emphasizes how we bring things to life and we are able to create because we're designed after a creator. And then my last note is, like, throughout all of this, holding on to God, it's all about a trust fall, and that's why Josh does a (laughs) backflip. So that's how I tied the back clip in.
1: I love that. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's right after, like, he finishes a round of the bridge. Like, right after it's our hearts that make the beat. But not that it's, like, super matters. But I can, like, envision him singing it and then Josh doing it.
1: I forgot that that was during this song.
0: I'm pretty sure it's always during the song, because I'm pretty sure they always played this song live.
1: Yeah. I have a video of him doing the backflip. You do? From the concert. Well, I have a video from the concert that we just went to, and from the concert in Indianapolis, too.
0: Nice. Did you have any other notes on anything else?
1: Um, No, that is the whole thing.
0: Wow. <laughs> I don't know if we like want to somehow have any last thoughts on the song as a whole.
1: Final thoughts on the song. Um, I'm just very grateful that this song exists um, and was like one of the first that they released because it's meant so much to me. And I mean, all their songs mean so much, but just being able to have like a band that was able to articulate like the windowsill looks really nice. No, like take your life back, like tie a noose around your mind, like Mm -hmm. hold on to God was such like a strong and important part of like me getting through high school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I just really like it. I'm glad it's here.
0: Yeah, I think similarly for me, like I love the theme of not only needing God, but actually like Remembering and being reminded how important your life is and how important you are. And I don't know. I like, we always need that reminder and we always need to remind other people of that. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for being on here with me, Laura.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. It is truly an honor.
0: To <laughs> I be a part loved of this. having you. You're better than me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not true at all.
0: You could definitely sub for me if I needed a sub.
1: (laughs) Well, you have my number, so.
0: Yes. And you will see Laura, well, you will hear Laura again sometime. So never fear. (laughs) I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchedpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, music video, or album with me. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at Entrench_Pod. pod. I look forward to hearing from all of you. Tune in next time for the Holding On To You music video. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, entrench, you're not alone.